the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I'm glad to be with you tonight in uh, MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University. We will speak about a very important issue in our life. How can I know the will of God in my life? Especially now, while you are in college, you are going to make very, very important decisions in your life. For example, what major should I choose? What graduate school or what career should I choose? What job should I apply for? Uh, what way I should take in my life, marriage, monasticism, consecration, uh, which person I will marry, etc., uh, etc. Et and if you have a strong relationship with God, definitely you want to do the will of God in your life. And sometimes you want to do the will of God in your life not only because you have a strong relationship with God but also because you know the will of God is the best of you, for you. So since the will of God is the best for you, you want to know it, you pursue it, knowing this would be the right decision. And when we speak about the will of God, there are actually two things I want to highlight. Number one, there is what we call the general will of God. Means the will of God for each one of us, for all of us. For all of us. As we read in verse 18, uh, sorry, in First Thessalonians chapter 5, and verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So God wants us to be thankful, to be grateful. This is the will of God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. Also, in the same letter, First Thessalonians, chapter 4 and verse 3 St. Paul says this is the will of God your sanctification that you should abstain from sexual immorality so that is the will of God God wants you to be holy specifically of course holy in everything but specifically you abstain from sexual immorality also, another example of the general will of God, you can find it in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 15. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. God wants you to do good. That's the will of God. So that's what we call the general will of God. 
the general will of God for all of us. But there is a specific will of God. For example, which career, which college, which major, which person I will marry, which job, which house, etc., etc., which city I live in, etc. Of course, you cannot find a verse in the Bible tell you do this. And sometimes we wish or we hope that the will of God, God in a dream, I can see vision, I can see Archangel Gabriel coming to me and telling me, do this, that is the will of God in your life. But unfortunately, this rarely happened. So, we need to be persistent in seeking the will of God. Why I'm saying, saying we need to be persistent in seeking His will? When we are persistent in seeking His will and seeking His guidance, He told us, ask and you shall receive. Also, He told us in Matthew chapter 6, 33, seek the kingdom of God above all things and everything will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Meaning, if you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, if you live righteously, God will reveal to you in a way or another his will in every other thing else. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And here's the rule, one rule very important. If you are faithful and honest in keeping the general will of God to do good, sanctification, abstain from sexual immorality, giving thanks in everything, if you are faithful in this area, then God will reveal to you His will in other areas. But if you are not faithful and careless about fulfilling the will of God in this general area, why God would reveal to you His will in other areas? So the more you are faithful, the more the will of God will be revealed to you in the specific questions. Uh, God knows that the processes, the process of seeking Him is very important as the answer that He might give to any questions. So, when you take steps of faith and when you learn to recognize His will and when you grow spiritually and when you strengthen your relationship with Him then it will be easy for you to recognize his will. St. Paul, in his letter to Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, he prayed that the people may know the will of God. It's a beautiful prayer. Verse 9 and 10 from Colossians chapter 1. For this reason, we also since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, to be filled 
with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God so he's saying we are praying without ceasing that you will, you will, you will be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God I differentiated the will of God into a general will of God and a specific will of God but there is also another classification the other classification is God's sovereign will and God's prescriptive will prescriptive like prescription God's sovereign will and God's prescriptive will what do I mean by this? God's sovereign will in one sense sovereign will means that is the will of God that will happen no matter what this is the will of God that will happen no matter what this is when God states that something will happen it will no person can stop his will his sovereign will let me give an example in his economy that God will send his son our Lord Jesus Christ to die on the cross for the sins of the world this was the will of God and this was going to happen no matter what that's what we call God's sovereign will knowing about the sovereign will of God actually this will give us comfort in our heart because no matter what we do no matter what others will do we cannot ruin God's ultimate plan when King Saul was pursuing David to kill him David said to Saul if God give you permission to kill me let it be let him accept me as a sacrifice if God did not, did not give you permission to kill me you cannot kill me so in the times of uncertainty you can remember God's permanent will that once you are his child the child of God the son of God nothing can separate you from his his love that's his will if you choose to be his son nothing will separate you from his love as we read in Romans chapter 8 verse 38 and 39 he said I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth 
nor any other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Trust this. This will give you uh, comfort and peace in your heart. What about the prescriptive will? Prescriptive will of God. Prescriptive, as I told you from the word prescription, it is what God ask is, is asking us to do. What God is asking us to do. God gives us commandment, but also He gives us a choice. Like He gave commandment to Adam and Eve, don't eat from this tree, but they have a choice. Choice whether or not to obey His commandments. So, God asked us to pray without ceasing. God asked us to love one another, to forgive one another. That's His will for you. But again, it's at the end, it's your choice. Understanding the character of God through His word and through His commandments will enable us to seek His will in other situations. For example, God wants me to pray without ceasing. If I choose a job in a city that there is no church in it, and the closest church is 10 hours away from me. If you think about it, no, this is not the will of God. How can I take uh, a job in a place where I cannot worship Him, neither me nor my family? For example, if I choose a person who is not Christian, and I want to marry this person, how can we become one in Jesus Christ? How the Holy Spirit can unite both of us? Definitely, this is not the will of God. So what I'm trying to say, when I understand His commandments, then this will help me to seek His will in any other situation. At the end, you, you have a choice to obey or to disobey Him. You can choose to take this job or not. You can choose to marry this person or not. But know that our disobedience to His will will not affect God's ultimate plan, but it will hurt me. It will hurt me if I don't follow His will. There are actually six guiding principles for us to know the will of God. I will speak about six principles will help you to seek the will of God. But before I speak about these six principles, I want to say a very important foundation. What is this foundation? God is not guiding you from outside of you. God is within you. You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abides in you. So we have the Holy Spirit within us. And the Holy Spirit actually will guide us. 
When the Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he said to the disciples, don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. And also on Thursday, Covenant Thursday, one day before his crucifixion, he promised the disciples to send them the Holy Spirit. And he told them that the Holy Spirit will guide you and will teach you and will convict you. So each one of us received the Holy Spirit when we were baptized uh, in the sacrament of confirmation. And the Holy Spirit is within me. So this is the foundation upon which the six principles that I will mention, you can build these six principles on this foundation. The Holy Spirit tells you what the will of God is in your life. Yes, it will take some time to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. And it will take some time how to apply these principles in your life. But without understanding this foundation that the Holy Spirit within you to guide you and to teach you, then you will be doing everything relying on your own strength, not on the Holy Spirit. So, what are the six principles? These are many ways through which you can seek the will of God. But please don't use one principle from these six principles or one method. But you need to use all of them and to look for agreement among them. Again, in any situation, apply these six principles together, not individually. And look for agreement among these principles. And as you spend the time working through your options, consider the whole picture. It can be very dangerous to make a decision based on one principle out of these six principles. Don't ignore, don't rely on one and ignore the other five. Principle number one, surrender your own personal desires. Surrender your own personal desires. As you seek the will of God, it is important to be sure that you are fully open to do whatever God's, God wants you to do. Sometimes, God, I want you your will, but please do this for me. If you have already decided what to do, and you are only coming to God so he can approve your decision, then you are not seeking his will. You are seeking God, just God's approval to your decision. You may tell me, but I have something in mind that I really think it is the best for me, or I really want to happen. Yeah, that's okay. All of us will have this. But make sure to acknowledge that you are biased toward a certain 
decision or outcome. Make sure to know that you are biased toward a certain decision or outcome. Then think why you feel more drawn to this option than others. And please don't mistake your own thoughts, desires, and plans for God's voice. Don't say this is God's voice. I heard the Holy Spirit telling me so and so and so, and this is your own voice. To really understand what God is saying to you, be open to God guiding you in any direction. And when your desire to follow God outweigh your desire for one certain outcome, then you are ready to hear the will of God. In Psalm 37 and verse 4, 37 verse 4, we read, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Some people understand this verse that if I delight in the Lord, then whatever I desire, God will give me. But no, God's desire here does not refer to your biased choice. It refers to the desire to know the will of God. So when you delight yourself in the Lord, God will give you your desire to know his will so you can fulfill it in your life. That's the meaning of this verse. If your ultimate desire is to do the will of God, definitely he will give it to you. He will reveal it to you. You will know what his will in this situation, clearly. Don't ignore your own emotions and desires when seeking the will of God. God gives you emotions, God gives you desires. So listening to them is part of the process. But you should not let your emotions and desire cloud your vision as you consider different sources of guidance. Another important bias that we need to be aware of. Learn to surrender your desire to please other people to God. Sometimes we want to please people, not God. And St. Paul said in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10, If I am pleasing people, I am not God's servant. Yes, consider how your choices may impact other people. But don't make a choice or decision just to please someone else. Following God's will not always make everyone happy. Again, following the will of God will not always make everyone happy. Maybe some people will be disappointed when you do the will of God. But at the end, we should, we ought to obey God, not men. <coughs> so principle number one, surrender 
your personal desires. Principle number two, meditate on the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. In Psalm 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Meaning, the Bible can enlighten my way as I choose my next step. So, when you make a decision, it should line up with, or at least does not contradict with the word of God. As I told you, the will of God is your sanctification. Then, is it the will of God to open bar, and this can be your business, or to open nightclub, and this can be your business, the source of your income? Think about it. The will of God is your sanctification. If you are running a nightclub, Definitely, this is not the will of God. You will not find the verse, don't run nightclub as a business. You cannot find a verse like this. But your choice should align with the word of God and does not contradict with the word of God. So as you read the scripture, you will understand more about the character of God. And you will be able to discern what he wants from you. Definitely all of us, we know what pleases my parents, my family, my friends. In the same way, through the word of God, I will learn what pleases God. The more I know him better, the more I know what pleases him. Resist the temptation to randomly open the Bible expecting to find a verse tell you the will of God. Say, you know, I, I want to know the will of God, so you, you open the Bible randomly to find the verse, this is the will of God. You may or may not find something that seems relevant if you do this, opening the Bible randomly. But when you read the word of God regularly in your life, and you understand his word, and you apply his commandments and underlying principles to your decision, then you will be able to know the will of God. And while you are reading the Bible, if you find a relevant verse, read other verses around it. Read the rest of the chapter. Read all the verses that address this issue in order to know how to apply it to your situation. Third principle. Spend focused time in prayer. The most obvious answer to the question, how can I know the will of God, is to ask him. Turn to God in prayer and ask him what he wants you to do. Saul, when the Lord appeared to him to the road, on the road to Damascus, he told him, what do you want me to do? Sometimes we make decisions and we want God to do it for us. God, please do for me so and so. Please get me this job. No, it shouldn't be this way. 
we ask God what you want me to do and God will gladly give you the wisdom to know his will and to do his will in James chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 St. James told us if you are lacking wisdom and if you need wisdom if anyone of you lacks wisdom let him ask of God who gives it to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind God wants you to go through the process of seeking his will and asking in prayer without believing this lie that he is trying to hide his will from you God doesn't want to hide his will from you God wants to reveal his will for you because if you believe that God is trying to hide his will from you you will struggle to see God as your loving father it's exactly the opposite it is his desire for you to know his will so when you ask him ask with faith that he definitely will answer you yes making big decisions can cause a lot of anxiety and worry but you can turn to God with all your fears all your worries all your anxieties all your uncertainties uh, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 I like these two verses he told us be anxious over nothing but in everything you are worried about through prayer supplications and thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus as you pray and ask God what to do write down the sense of direction you get from God over time this will help you to avoid being overly influenced with your most recent thought with your most recent thought one of the writers said too often our most recent thought will dominate our thinking and have the most influence whether or not it merits that privilege so now you are thinking that the best decision is to do so and so so the most recent thought will dominate your mind will dominate your thinking and influence you that's why every time you pray write down the sense of direction so don't forget what you believed last week was the best decision for you and what you believed three days ago was the best decision of you write it down and as I said at the end when you apply the six principles look at agreement among these six principles and look at the whole picture you will be able to know the will of God fourth principle seek other people's advice but you need to find mature 
dedicated, devout Christian and ask them what they think you should do. And the pieces of advice you may receive, they may conflict with each other. But they will give you another perspective to think about. They shed light on area maybe you did not think about. Talk to your abuna, talk to your servant, talk to your mentors, parents, friends. In, in Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 22, without counsel, plans go out. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. In the multitudes of counselor, counselors, they are established. Ask people you trust also to pray about your decision. Follow up with them to see after they prayed, did they sense God's direction in any way? It can also help to go through some of all these steps that I mentioned with someone whom you trust, like your father of confession. And discuss together what you find through going through these six principles. But I want to tell you, you are ultimately the one responsible for your decisions. And you cannot rely exclusively on what other people say. Don't just say, Abuna told me to do this. My parents told me to do this. Other people may have biases of their own. And these biases may cloud their vision, even if they are a strong Christian. Yes, they care about you and they care about your decision. But at the end, all of us are human beings. So, as I told you to surrender your desire, you need also to concern yourself more with pleasing God than pleasing people or following their advice. Seeking advice is wise, but don't let someone to make your decisions for you. Seeking, there is a difference between seeking advice and seeking counsel to shed light on areas maybe you did not think about it, and between making someone else to make decisions for me. Principle number five, consider your circumstances. Consider your circumstances. Meaning what? God can open and close doors of opportunity in your life. St. Paul, even in his ministry, said, God opened a door for me. God closed a door for me. So, God and not circumstances should guide your decision-making. God may use events in our life to point us in a certain direction. This was clear in the story of Jonah. The storm. And this was God's way to send Jonah to Nineveh. And, and sometimes, you know, God closes all the doors in a certain area and opens all the doors in a certain area actually because he wants you to do this as he did with Jonah. But, on the other hand, not all obstacles are closed doors. 
Not all obstacles are closed the door by God. Some are just things you need to overcome as you follow the will of God. Some obstacles can be from Satan, not from God. So, similarly, if a door is open, doesn't mean it is God's will. Also, if, if a door is closed, this doesn't mean that this is God's will. That's why I told you in the beginning, don't rely on one principle. But when you apply the six principles that I told you together, you will be able to say whether this closed or open door is from God or just obstacles you need to overcome through the grace of God. Another quote, many Christians follow the illogical and unbiblical closed door policy often when unsatisfactory and frustrating consequences. So sometimes you apply for a job and they uh, turn you down, you say that's the, the will of God. Without trying to see whether this is the will of God or not, without trying to see whether you should overcome this obstacle or not. God's work in our life does not exclude such experiences. But close the door policy, when you jump in to say, this door is closed, this means the will of God. Actually, this means I did not seek the will of God genuinely in my life. When you apply all the principles together, and also applying the general will of God in your life, then you will know whether this closed door is in real the will of God or it is an obstacle you have to overcome and you have to uh, defeat. The last principle, think through your decision logically. God gave us this mind to use it. The Holy Spirit does not only guide our emotions but the Holy Spirit guide our mind and our reasoning. Many times, while we are seeking to hear the voice of God, we are relying on the peace in our hearts, whether uncomfortable or not, without and forgetting to use our reason and our common sense. As the Holy Spirit can influence your emotion, the Holy Spirit also will influence your mind. The Lord told us that the Holy Spirit, He will teach us, He will guide us, He will remind us with the words of Christ. So the Holy Spirit help us to understand the word of God and to follow the will of God. St. Paul in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, said, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. So, pray for wisdom, pray for uh, guidance from the Holy Spirit, and then create a list. And I'm sure some of you heard this from me in, in personal meetings. Just create a list and write all the options in front of you. And then you can, under each option, Write the benefits and drawbacks of each option. 
pros and cons. And use reason when you write pros and cons. And don't develop this list in one session. Develop it over maybe one day, uh, 10 days, two weeks, three weeks. Why? Because every time you are praying, God may be shed light on a certain area you did not think about. Then at the end, when you look at this list, you will be able to know to a great extent with the other five principles, what is the will of God for you? God created reason and he gave us mind to use them. But again, don't rely on one principle. Don't rely on this list as exclusively, as the only method to know the will of God. As I said in the beginning, you need to use the six principles together. In Proverbs 14 and verse 15, we read, the prudent consider well his steps. The prudent, the wise, considers well his steps. It's also important to apply your reason with God's value rather than using the values of our culture. Again, when you are using your reason, use it with God's value, not with the value of our culture. Unfortunately, in our culture today, doing the thing that will be most successful or prestigious is logical. For example, making more money and have a prestigious job, in our culture, that is the definition of success. But maybe God doesn't value this as a parameter of success. So, you need actually to use God's value, not the culture value. God cares about helping us to grow and using us to help other people around us to know Him, to know God, and to experience His love. So He may send you to a certain city because there is a calling for you in this city. And maybe in this city you will not make the same money that you are making in another place. So, don't use the standard of worldly success when you use your logic and your reason. Because God can have different plan to you. His purpose can be accomplished by maybe something less impressive in the eyes of others with a less prestigious job or with, with less money. Or the opposite, God can use the most prestigious job and the most uh, money for it to, to, for, to fulfill His will. Actually, after you follow these six principles that I mentioned, then now you need to look at the big picture. What these six principles together is telling you. Try to journalize as you are working through each one of these six principles. So you can more easily see a pattern emerging in these six principles. So if all these six principles are pointing in the same direction, then with spirit of prayer, 
move forward trusting that this is the will of God. But if after going through the six principles, there is no clear pattern and you are still confused, maybe you need to wait more before making a decision and continue thinking through these guidelines until you figure out what is the will of God or it be clearer in your eye. Sometimes you don't have the luxury to wait and you need to make a decision even before it is clear in your eye, even before having this clear battle. Here I want to assure you and to comfort you. If you are truly seeking the will of God, then, and still it's not clear, make a decision based on what is seems to be the will of God. And even if you make a wrong choice here, one of the best verses that I like, God will guide those who miss the mark in the way. So even if you genuinely are seeking the will of God for some reason or another, you did not figure out his will and you take a wrong choice. Don't worry. God will guide you. God will guide you. Because God directs those who miss the way. God will direct you. Because God knows your heart that you are doing your best to seek his will. But once you discern the will of God, the next step is actually to do his will. And remember what St. Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, For God is working in you and giving you the power to do what pleases him. So God who gives you the will and also he will give you the power to do his will. God will give you the strength and courage you need to do his will. So don't be afraid. You are not alone. Whatever the outcome, remember that God is in control. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9, we read, A man's heart plan his way, but the Lord directs his steps. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. So God is in control. Even if you choose the wrong thinking, here actually another verse in Proverb 19, verse 21, tells us, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. So as long as genuinely you are seeking the will of God, even if you choose a wrong uh, way, at the end, the Lord's counsel will stand. So work through these six principles. Remind yourself that what you choose, yes, matters to God, but God is the one who is in control. Let me give you just two simple applications at the end. I will give you some questions to reflect on it. Are you truly open to going whatever God leads you? 
or you are coming to God to simply get approval for your own plans. What do you need to do to fully surrender your desires and be open to God's will? Looking back at your life, have you ever experienced a time when God was guiding you in a specific direction, but you did not realize it until much later? How does this reassure you as you make choices and take steps of faith right now? What are the decisions and the choices you are facing right now in your life? Write them down and pray for them and ask a faithful friend to pray with you as you are going through uh, these steps to uh, know the will of God. Let us, when every time we pray the Lord's Prayer and we say, Thy will be done, let us say to Him, genuinely and sincerely, we are asking Your will to be done in our life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.